we are back with another episode of the footy lg pod and tony i know every week now it feels like we always just have stuff <laughs> to complain about man we can never be happy on this pod never no. i mean you had your moment with napoli winning but that was just one-sided man why can't we just have something that me and you are both happy about i know it's been a rough uh it's been a rough few weeks with this pod, I mean, it's just been depressing almost every single episode, so. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, guys. we got a packed fill episode today where we are talking Canada, Gold Cup. We're talking TFC and the big news that's happened there of Bob Brad- Bradley being fired. We wanted to get to some transfers this week, but we might have to wait and get to them next week because, you know, there's just there's going to be a packed full episode today with a lot, a lot of venting about – uh. The certain yeah. te- the certain few teams that were red and played at BMO Field. So before we're not we get talking in- about Guadalupe. <laughs> well, that is that is that is true. Before we get into it, I'm Nico. He's Tony. We're the Footy LG boys. You can find us everywhere at Footy LG. Facebook, they're not Facebook. I always say that you can't find us there. Instagram, TikTok, uh, Spotify, or Apple Music. We drop every Thursday. So if you're hearing this on a Thursday, congratulations. It's the first day we dropped. Tony. I, I know we need to start with Canada. The game was last night when we're filming this, two nights ago when this gets released. We were both there in the stands, and we watched that game. Listen, there was it, it was a bad result. Yeah. There's no getting around that. We tied Guadalupe, Guadalupe, whatever you want to call them, a team that just barely made, – only made it to the Gold Cup, really, because Trinidad got Nicaragua's spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they tied us 2-2. And to be fair, TFC's first goal was earned. Or sorry, Canada's first goal was earned. Our second goal, fluke. Yeah. Really, it could have ended 2-1 loss. Um, I, I know you have a lot to say, especially about the starting of one center uh, striker who scored our goal, by the way. Um, but So go ahead. Just get, get, it, get it out of there. Get it out of your system. Listen, Cavallini is not like, – he was born 10 years too late. I mean, the guy, the way he plays reminds me of, like, Luca Tony back in the early, you know, 2000s stuff, that big man that just gets the ball and puts in the net. But that doesn't work anymore. You know, you don't have those guys like Peter Crouch anymore. You don't have those big, lanky strikers anymore that just grab the ball and put in the net. And the worst part is the guy can't dribble. He's horrible passing. He made one good pass yesterday. And he just goes – every time he goes up for a header, if he doesn't get the header, he knocks the guy with his elbow or something. Like, it's just – there's much talent, more talented strikers in this Canadian in this Canadian squad that we don't need to bring this guy. And I'm not talking about David. I'm not talking about Larry. You know, you got Russell Rowe who came off the bench. You know, he's a young talent. You got, you know, even for not for nothing, even Schaffelberg could do better than that guy up front. You mean like, Sha- Shaffle God? Like Cavallini is just this Neanderthal that doesn't know what he's doing out there. And you can see it when he plays. Like you get a guy like Junior Hoylet who has some skill. Then you have this, like I said, this Neanderthal just standing there, hitting everything that he sees. You know, I still think it's luck they put that goal in the net, put the ball in the net. But, <laughs> and, 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 but it's just, I said it before the game too that you see the talent, the young talent they had. You bring a young squad, and he still starts. Herdman still starts Cavallini and Hoylet. You know, he yeah. still starts Victor. Like, don't get me wrong. Steve Vittoria, I respect him for everything he did for Canada. Same thing with me and Boyan. But after last night, those four, Cavallini, Hoylette, Victoria, and uh, Boyan, I'm sorry, but it's done. 
Yeah, let them. You go. had your World Cup. You got there. You're there. It's done. I'm sorry, but I just agree. the play between those four, like the two goals that were conceded. I'm sorry, but that's Vittorio was the first one was his fault. But Boyan should have saved, and the second one, Boyan should have done much better too. Yeah, Cavallini hard, had hard to disagree with that. How many times did I say when we see the buildup, Larea's running down the field and Cavallini's still at the center circle? Like, but you're our striker. <laughs> <laughs> like, get up there, man. Why is Osorio higher up than you? You know, like, it's just pathetic. And Hoylet, he thinks he's, he thinks he's, I don't even know who he's trying to be out there, but he's just not, it's just not what Canada needs. This, this is like Canada before Davies. This is the, you know, if you're a fan, been the fan before Davies, you remember those Canada days where it was just a struggle to watch. And that's what last night reminded me of. There were some bright spots, but... I, I was going to say, let's let's take some time to maybe mention a few of the bright spots, okay? I know it's obviously can be so negative. First, first and foremost, I want to get this out there. We only tied. We're still going to get through the group. I mean, Saudi, ah, Arabia, oh Saudi Arabia beat Argentina in their first game, and Argentina went on to win the World Cup, Okay. I it's I don't think we again we have Cuba who lost to Guatemala and then we got Guatemala who we should be like Canada is gonna go through in this group dude there's no way they don't um if they don't then heads will roll but there's no way like come on man you actually think we're not gonna get through this group we got Guatemala on Saturday we should destroy them and then we got Cuba next Tuesday we're gonna destroy them like again we should have destroyed Guadalupe a hundred percent like that's what worries me is that you played a home game in front of your fans against a non-ranked nation. You know, like this is a territory of France. Nothing against Guadalupe. Yeah, next next two games in Houston, which you know, like you had this opportunity of a lifetime to, you know, after just like you saw how this this that place was when you know we had the World Cup qualifying and everything, right? Yeah, Canada should have destroyed Guadalupe, even without the even without the big stars. I'm not even gonna bring that shit up. Even without the big guys, they should have destroyed these guys. There should have been a contest. I had said five one was I what I predicted. Yeah, I said, I said Guadalupe was gonna score one, but it is what it is. But buddy, you want to know? You know what? I think our fans here need to know the honest truth. You said before the game starts. Wow, I could see a two one Guadalupe win. <laughs> No, that's not what I said. I said we were going to be up 2 nothing. They're going to score to make me nervous. Oh, fuck. We you were know? up 2-1, and they, they should have made you nervous because they fucking blew it in the 90th minute. And as soon as they said five extra minutes of extra time, you, both our faces were just like, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, you know, it's, it's tough. It's an awful thing. But, again, a, a few bright spots to talk about. First and foremost, I thought Liam Millar or Miller, however you want to pronounce that name. To me, it's Millar because he's an AFM, but I thought he played very well. Yeah, I was surprised they took him off, to be honest. Yeah, I, I thought he played very well. I know he's more of a central player, but he played on the wing kind of in this game and he did a good job. And maybe you know, maybe he is a winger for Basel. I always kind of think of him as a central player from the time before, but maybe he is a winger now. He played, in my opinion, really well. Yeah, he did. Um, and, and I liked a lot what I saw from him. So there's one positive on the players. I want to highlight another player who I thought played very well, and I believe his first ever game for Canada, and that's Ali Ahmed, the yep. uh, young 22-year-old that plays for Vancouver. I thought he played very good for us. Yeah, he did really well. He connected well with Osorio and uh, Larea. 
Yeah, and I mean, he, I mean, he, the, him, the and, him and goal was him and Larea, him, him and Larea got that second goal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I kind of think those two were bright spots for us. Everybody else, listen, I know you're shitting on Cavallini a lot because I know your feelings about him. But we had a lot more. He scored. You oh know what no, I mean? you're, when he's when I mean, he's scoring a goal. What are we going to say about him? The bigger issue is that John Herdman played too many of these guys out of position. Too. Agreed. You know, like this is just I know you don't like it when I say it, but Herdman's not a good coach. He's got lucky with the team he had. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. If he was a good line. coach, he would have played that lineup way better than he did last night. Uh, you know, I he would have had it a lot better than he did because that was pathetic. So I think what, what happened did. with Herdman is he got to the point where he thought, okay, it's the gold cup. This is a must-win game. Instead of trying to go young and try something new, let me stick with some time-tested players and have them go, and it and it blew up in his face. I bet you the next game you'll see a much younger lineup, a much more dynamic lineup, and we're going to run through it. However, the one issue I have, and again, I'm not saying this is Herman, this is no one. Maybe he just didn't want to. Atiba Hutchinson made his retirement in the Nations League. He said it's my final thing. He played in the semifinal. They should have kept him out of that and brought him back for this Gold Cup and let his last game be the game in BMO Field. A home game yeah. and a group stage match. Put him in the midfield. I don't think he could have done any worse than the mid that we had out there playing. Um, yeah. And that could have been his go-home game. You know what I mean? At home yeah. in Toronto in front of fans. Let that be his final game. Let him captain the team. You know? Um, that would have made more sense than putting him on at the end of the semifinal when it was a close game. Like we said, like if something happened there and he fucked us over, we could have been screwed if yeah. he was caught up. And the group stage, honestly, even if we lost last night, we're still making it through this group. We're beating Cuba. We're beating Guatemala. I have no second thoughts about that at all. So I think they should have done that for him in this tournament. That's just me. I guess I'm, uh, maybe maybe it's even didn't want to do that. I don't know. You know, you never know what's going on behind closed doors. I know he's been a little bit critical of Herdman lately too. You never yeah. know what's what's been happening. However. Oh, fun fact about Liam Millar. His dad was in Game of Thrones. <laughs> I, I, it had to have been an extra. There's no way it was anyone else. But it just says his father played for Charlton Athletic and also uh, worked on that. Or he worked. He's an electric. He was an electrician in Game of Thrones. Good for him. Huh. Look at that. We got we got some we got some uh, we got some talented kids, kids and talented dads on this Canada team. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I was saying, it, it would have been cool for Atiba. Honestly, eh. I, I was very upset leaving that game because I was like, what a disappointment. It was a little embarrassing. It is I embarrassing. Was kind of, I was kind of embarrassed of the effort they put in. But it could have been more embarrassing if we lost. I think you have to look at it as a loss, man. It's not, though. We got a point. Again, I know you're looking at it from like you a know, team aspect. And, and it, and I know you're, I understand what you're saying. You got to look at it like, an, like a, when you're actually looking at the, the meaning behind his loss. But at the fact is, it was a tie. We're still second in group in our group. And again, we got Guatemala and Cuba. We're, like we're when, getting through this group. Like, when player, group. like you got to think, when players that were making their debut were your best players on the field at moments, and you got no, guys not... that play in the World Cup, it's just, I just, I don't know, Herdman, I don't, it, it pisses me off when Herdman does this. Tony, I'm not you disagreeing know? with you. Like, All just, I'm saying oh. is, in, the fact is, it was a tie, it wasn't a loss. We are still know, but... in second place in Group D. We are li- we're gonna take over first. Like again, it was a tie. I know you're thinking of the emotional loss and the emotional victory loss. Even and stuff like, this team's not winning this Gold Cup. Well, I, we both did. We both said they yeah. weren't from the beginning. I mean, I had but Mexico. They're not taking it. They're not taking it at all. And listen, like, you, but 
But I do want to call to light um, a thing that we both said on the pod last week. We both said, watch out for Jamaica. They're bringing a good team. They're coming hungry. And we said they could tie USA or even beat them and come first in that group. Well, they're up 3-0 on Trinidad and Tobago right yeah. now in the first 38 minutes. Uh, Demarai Gray, who was a guy we highlighted saying he's dangerous, has got two goals. Leon Bailey, another guy we highlighted saying is dangerous. Yeah. He's got the other one. So in the first 38 minutes, they got three goals. Um, and with that tie to and that's a Trinidad team that beat St. Kitts 3-0. Like, yeah. they run through Trinidad. They run through St. Kitts and Nevis. They're coming first in their group. Yeah, I, would, I mean, I, it's a shame what they did against the U.S. I mean, that last minute. Brutal. Um, Leon Bailey missing that penalty shot, too, because yeah. he scores that. They were, they had they had sealed. Yeah. Like, U.S. got really lucky against Jamaica. And we called uh, it. You know, and, yeah, we did. And it's just – to me, I like to me Jamaica's like that dark horse of this tournament. I personally I agree. like I like to see them go far. Yeah. Um, but um, I wouldn't want Canada to run into them. Me either, because they would wipe if we played like we did last night, they'd wipe us over the floor. Yeah. Like there's no there's no chance in hell Canada beats Jamaica if we play like that again. Yeah, I agree. So, and listen, oh yeah. uh, and the team though that I I was saying that I said was gonna win all you kind of agreed you had a few thoughts like maybe not but Mexico looked unbeatable too they dominated yeah, Honduras they came out really hard against Honduras yeah. like you know what Mexico Jamaica they're looking good but Canada and USA lot lot I'm uh on the line like, USA's got a an easy e- what should be an easy win tonight against Saint Kitts and Nevis but yeah. you know if something happens and they don't win it could be a little I mean, bit of a uh, alarm bells going off. And two other teams that look good too. Um, uh, Haiti looked great against Qatar. Yeah, I called that one. I told you, you know, Haiti's a dark all, horse, bro. And in all honesty, Martinique against El Salvador. Salvador. I mean, El Salvador's got Z- Eric Zavaleta there. Okay, but seeing Zavaleta screw it up for them for both those goals was amazing. Okay, but I got I mean, it. like you, you knew what to expect when you saw El Salvador so. starting Eric Zavaleta. Is he still their captain? No, okay. uh, they brought back the original captain from what I understood. So, oh, okay. Well, no, that's uh. That's that's too funny, man. Um, I know Haiti did look good. I think they get out of that group uh, with Mexico. They sneak in in the second place. They're looking good. Um, you know what? It's been a it's been a decent tournament so far, except outside of that Canada Guadeloupe game for mm-hmm. me. Um, what blows my mind is when you look at like the actual like standings and stuff. Guadeloupe has their own flag, where Martinique has the France flag. But then last night you see that Guadeloupe had the France flag everywhere else. So that's just a little weird to me, but either way, Canada's, I, again, I don't think it's time to cause for concern for the group stage. I, I can see this team. If, if we got to go up against a Panama, a Mexico, a Jamaica, or the United States in the first round of our next, our next, um, our, our next round in the thing, I, I could see us going out quick. Yeah. They got to win this group. They got to finish they, top. They have to finish first in this group and hope and they even get a that, team. That's, run, that's runners up group A. So, <laughs> well, so Jamaica or USA, we could be screwed yeah. either way there. Um, and that's, again, I don't know if that's still true. I don't know. I don't see that anywhere except that Wikipedia page. It's not even on the co- the <laughs> website yet. So I'm not saying that's who we're facing first for sure. I won't believe that till I see it, but it's going to be tough for Canada to get through. Um, we'll be back here obviously next week talking about it. Uh, right now, though, let's kind of let's kind of get off the gold cup. We're on a lot last week. We're on already this week. Let's let's do some top bins, trash bins before we uh, get into the TFC news. Let's uh, let's get a little top bins going. What do you got? <laughs> All for right. You? So starting off top bins, trash bins on League On announced their yearly awards, and uh, they gave two of them to Lionel Messi, um, best foreign player and best crossbar shot. Uh, top bins, trash bins. <sighs> Tony, what do you think? <laughs> 
<laughs> I have to bring it up. That's stupid as shit. Like, what a but, joke. But you have to ask me <laughs> if I think it's top bins or trash bins. Like, it is pathetic what they will do to hype up this guy. Like, it's fucking trash like, bins and it's not Dude, bins. oh my god. Top crossbar, like top miss of the year. Like, really? Yeah, well, they can't give him anything else because he didn't do fucking anything else of decent, so they had to give him top miss of the year. Yeah. Like, what, a what a joke. What a joke. Uh, anyway, that best foreign player, that's that's a stretch when you have guys like Neymar out there. Um, Jonathan David for Lille. Yeah. I mean, like, Tim, Tim Weah. For, oh, like, okay, so okay. No, but, Tim. Very, I think but Tim doesn't even play. Tim Weah doesn't even play. Oh, he had a better season than him, too. I'm. I won't go that far. <laughs> um, I'm. Not, I'm not gonna go that far. But, but I. I do think that's a bit of a stretch calling him the best foreign player. I don't even think he's the best foreign player on his team, no. let alone best foreign player in the league. Because um, who was that other guy that had a really good le- year in Liga? Oh, frig. Well, that's gonna piss me off now. What's his name? Oh, the American kid too. Um, that plays with the uh, Rens. Yeah, um, Balogun. Balogun, yeah. Yeah, he had a good year. He scored 21 goals. Like, again, he had a good year. Jonathan David, 24 goals, four assists. Like, I don't know. I don't know how you give yeah, it to it's Messi. It's pathetic at this point. It's Messi got 16 assists. Okay, that's nice. He's fucking passing the ball to Neymar and, and to and Mbappe. I'd get at least 10 assists playing in that role. <laughs> Seriously. Like, man. shit, man. But, yeah, um, I, I think that's absolute trash wins. You know I do. So for the second one, um, so with uh, the transfer season going off, obviously, and crazy money being spent, Real Ferdinand had some surprising things to say, as he said he would be worth $170 million in this day and age for $400,000 a week. Uh, Toppins Trash Bins, was Real actually that good to be worth that much? Sorry, say that again? So Real Ferdinand said if he was playing in this day and age, uh, he would be worth $170 million and worth $400,000 a week. <laughs> you know my opinion on defenders, man. I don't think they should be going for that much money unless they're, like, out of this world. Like, don't get me wrong. He's a top, top defender. Yeah. Uh, oh, man, you boy, fuck it. I'll get a top ends. He's worth it. Yeah, <laughs> it's thing, like, he was at one point the highest highest uh paid defense in, in, the, in the world at one point when he yep. went from, uh, I believe it was... Uh, West. Where did he play before? Man, it was moved to Man U, made him that that big. And um, but I don't think he'd be among the top right now. I think the way he's played, I don't think he wouldn't be. He wouldn't be top five compared to some of the players that are out there now. Uh, it's hard to say because again, it's different leagues. Like you know, it's comparing stuff from past and like now. Like when we do yeah. the whole LeBron Michael Jordan argument, you you can't make those comparisons. Who knows how dynamic he'd be playing now? I don't know, but he was when he he was in his prime at the time with Man U, he was one of the best defenders, if not the best defender in the world. I could see him going for a very high uh, transfer value and fee, and especially with people able to pay these this money. I mean, what he didn't yeah. say is it might be Al Nasser paying him that. Um, yeah, that's true. But but, but I, I think he definitely could get that money in his prime. Okay. And the last one, so this one here um, kind of Oh, it kind of hit, bothered me. Uh, Kyle and Kyle, who is a uh, <laughs> former Canadian we met her. women's national We've met her once at BMO Field. Um, she is on the Apple TV for MLS. Um, yeah. She tweeted out earlier 
this week saying, why am I not seeing nothing about the Women's World Cup? And we are less than 30 days out. Yeah, um, I, I think there's a bigger issue there. So first of all, I'll give it Toppins because she's right why we haven't heard anything. But to be fair, it's not like it's a gender inequality thing because we haven't heard anything about the Gold Cup either. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I was yeah. talking to some people last night. They didn't even know what game I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And uh, people say, oh, you know, Canada's not a soccer country. When the Euro Cup's on, when the World Cup's on, you see the flags, you see the bars, you yeah. see everyone going nuts for it. It's big. The marketing gold cup is the equivalent of the euro cup just for CONCACAF, and we have not heard a single thing so nope. to kayla cow's point about why the women's world cup why aren't we hearing about soccer period yeah. gold cup women's world cup all the tournaments highlight them all but i i don't want i if she's coming at it from a gender inequality thing i disagree with it because i just think it's a soccer thing in all, all in all um but i i do it is it does it is true that we haven't heard anything about her yeah so here's my thing. It's trash bins on one for one reason. Because I did some digging up. Oh. I went through her Twitter for the past month. I just kept scrolling. 90, not, okay, not 90%. I'd say 70% of her tweets are what she's paid to tweet about. Yeah, of course. The other 30% about how much she wants to go see Messi play Cruz Azul in that League's Cup. And the rest <laughs> is League's Cup content. The only tweets that she has about the women's game, not even the World Cup women's game, is this tweet here complaining, and the one I don't know if you saw the video of the girl, of the doctor giving the NWSL player a mustard packet to stop her cramp, like her leg cramp. <laughs> That's all she tweeted about women's soccer. Yeah, so I mean, she should really. And look you at want and too. you want to rip on everybody else when you're like this pioneer where you played the game, you won medals, you're you're a trailblazer in the on the broadcasting side in North America and you're going to tweet something like that when you don't even tweet. Like if she tweeted one thing a day, like just a player profile, I would say, okay, cool. You know what? She, at least she's doing her part, but she's not. And this all pisses me off. Like don't call the kettle black when you're the exact same. You know, yeah, she could be doing more too, but again, doesn't mean she's not wrong. It's just pathetic, man. It's like, it just bothers me. Like just if, Someone like her, she should be spending every other tweet doing it if she wants to grow the game like everyone does. Like, in all honesty, Nico, our TikTok page is more stuff about women's soccer than her fucking Twitter page. Oh, I, I don't. Some know. of the videos that we put up are funny, but we still promote it. We're putting up players like it's it's just talking about it more than Tony, she does. Tony, you fantasizing about some of our players on Canada's <laughs> team. I don't know if that counts as promoting women's soccer, bro. I no, don't but, know. <laughs> but we put we put more videos. We talk about them more. Yeah. Talk, yeah, we don't talk as much as we should, but we do. You're right. And the, the issue she's is, in though, the game and she has the platform that she can actually do a difference in promoting it. And she's not. And then you want to complain about other people not doing it? It's just it, it just pisses me off, man. Listen, it's I, I I understand what you're saying, but it doesn't necessarily mean she's not wrong. She might not. She's a part of the problem. Sure, she's not doing it, but she's not wrong. There's nothing about the Women's World Cup here. There's nothing about Canada's Gold Cup here. There's nothing about any type of soccer in here, especially now that Apple TV taking the T, TFC games. You rarely see any TFC stuff. You rarely mm-hmm. see any MLS stuff. You'd never see CPL stuff. It is a culture problem behind the sport in Canada. And it st- it got hot a little bit during the World Cup qualifiers and then immediately died with our performance at the World Cup. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and, and it's it's a, it's a whole thing. I, I don't want to make it seem like a gender thing because it's not. It's with the men too. The men face this thing too. There's no, no commercials, no marketing, no nothing for the Gold Cup. When there was a fucking game in Toronto, for God's sakes. Like it was, it was very upsetting. Um, there it is, so it is a real problem and I don't know how to fix it. Maybe Kaylin Kyle should look into herself of, uh, she is the media. She should make a change. She has the platform. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's true, but yeah. What oh, yeah. can you do? Um, I, I, I think that's all you got for me today. Yeah. That's it for those. So, uh, I think we need to talk about the biggest piece of news to drop over the past week. Uh, someone must have been listening to our podcast because Bob Bradley is now out as coach of TFC. He got the axe, uh, but in almost funnier and more memeing news, Terry Dunfield is the replacement in the interim. <laughs> oh man, when I saw that, I, I was dying laughing. I know me and Tony, we talked about it a lot, especially with a friend of the show, Jay, yesterday, because he absolutely hates terry dunfield I know. um I'm, I'm gonna be honest this seems like the type of move and and i think you said this to me yesterday too tony where we're gonna go on a run and win like four games in a row and that's what scares <laughs> me when, when bill manning bill manning was like oh he's got four games like bill manning kind of said in the press conference there's four games until we find our permanent coach like interns not gonna last that long yeah, I'm thinking like, yeah, Terry, Terry Duncan is going to go off. He's going to tell Bernard Eschy Lorenzo do whatever you want. They're going to yeah. do well, and they're going to win four straight games, and then it's going to oh. give us all this hope. I don't know if you saw the <laughs> press conference. Um, I think it was yesterday or was today, and it was like Terry Dunfield says, "Oh, if we turn this around, this has potential to be the best story in MLS." And I got to agree with him, man. If it's if, not wrong. If he just says, "Hey, Insignia, hey, Bernardeski." do what you guys do best. And he just puts the players around him to, well, to funnel into that system. I, I could see it happening. His one comment during the press conference, when they asked about uh, talking to Bernadeschi and Tini, he goes, he said for uh, Bernadeschi went straight up to him and goes, listen, I'm direct. So let's just, let's fix this is pretty much what he told Terry Dunfield. Bernadeschi so, like, said that. Yeah. Bernadeschi said that to him. So, I mean, when you've got that attitude coming to the new coach, let's get this, let's get this sorted out now. It's kind of like, shit, this might happen. But, I mean, I'll hold it with a grain of salt. I mean, Dunfield, he wasn't the greatest player. No. But, however, not too many great players end up being great coaches either. I mean, not that's, not the great – great, great players don't always become good coaches. You guys see no, no, Guardiola. It, it's, but then it's you got no, guys like Mourinho and Pochettino who no one even knew who the hell they were as it's, players. It's normally the, the the bad players that become the good yeah. coaches. Was Guardiola even that good? I don't honestly I was neither uh, watched Hockey he Night. Played, like, he played with uh he played Roberto Baggio and Brescia and uh but was that was, a good I, team? Like I don't they, they were mid table, but he got paid big money to go there. I was like when Italy was the Saudi Arabia of the world, right? They're paying everybody to come there. Mm. So because he, he was on, he, I think he won a Champions League against Barcelona with as a player, I believe too. So, mm. um, but yeah, even then, it's only him and Zidane that are really like they're. You know, I would say just Zidane, really. But so you never know. I mean, I remember you mentioned yesterday that uh, Dunfield has a good relationship with the young players. So yeah, that might be able to push them through. Um, yeah, he's like um, he was with. He's he's been with TFC Academy and yeah. stuff like that. The young guys like Jaquiel Marshall Ruddy and everything, even before with guys like Jaden Nelson and stuff like that. He was the kind of one with there, and apparently he, they, a lot of them respect him as a coach and things like that. So maybe this mm -hmm. kind of unleashes guys like a Jaquiel Marshall Ruddy too, right? Yeah. 
Um, and looking ahead for TFC, we got a home game against Salt Lake, who are mid-table in the West, which is a very winnable game. We're on the road uh, three days later to Orlando City, another mid-table team, which is a winnable game. Then we got a tough game against St. Louis, who are the best team right now in the West, uh, I believe. And I think they still are. And then we got uh, a road game against Chicago, who are the only team worse. Oh, no, they're a bit better than us now. We're um, uh, two points behind them. But again, three or four of those very winnable matches. The hard part for him is in the span of 15 days, he has four games. So if this yeah. is the four games are given him in the span of 15 days, it's going to be tough. But if he pulls out three or four wins, I say give him the season. Because really, at this point, who are you bringing in? Well, if he wins three or four, he's matching Bob Bradley for the beginning of this whole season. <laughs> <laughs> On wins. So you kind of have to give it to the guy. I mean, yeah, there, I agree. Are, there are rumors of uh, – I did see a, a stat line of the top four uh, – betting odds to get the thing, uh, the coaching spot. Um, at number four was uh, Frazier, the old uh, assistant to Greg yeah. Manny, Colorado Rockford's coach. Uh, Bobby Simeotis, the Forge coach. Uh, surprisingly, number two was Gattuso. And uh, number one was uh, this Columbus guy, Porter or Potter, Potter or something like that. So Is he the current coach of Columbus? I don't think so because it wouldn't make sense why he would be in there. No, it doesn't. But uh, he uh -huh. was up there. Caleb Porter, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I heard I heard his name being portrayed too. I don't know how much I like that. Um, I don't really like any of them. The only one I really like is Coach Bobby. Coach Bobby, because it would be nice to see him get that next step up. But I would like Frazier. Robert Frazier, I, was, I would like too. I always liked him. I always felt that he would have been great if Vanny had left like a year earlier. It's before he left. He could have yeah. filled in. Yeah, but um, you know, I mean, that's just how it is. But we'll see how it goes. I mean, you gotta give Dunfield a chance. I mean, it's not. Uh, I'd like to say it can't get worse, but obviously it could. But um, it definitely can. Yeah. Well, you know what? No, it can't get worse because with everything that's happened right now, it's pretty much just like, um, it's it's shit right now. We're 14th, so yeah, we can finish the season 15th, which really we're tied in points. Uh, or sorry, we're four points up on Miami, but they're getting a Messi and Busquets upgrade coming in soon. And Tata Martinez is the coach. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> it could definitely go to 15th, sure, but like, I it, it's whatever. I don't think it can yeah. get worse right now. It can only stay bad. You know what I mean? It can't yeah. get worse. It can only stay bad. Um, the real issue right now for me, and again, this has been something. <sighs> we've had as an issue with TFC for every single coach, not named Greg Vanny. It's some, a stat that came out to me that blew my mind is now with Bob Bradley officially fired. Every single coach remove Greg Vanny from the stat, from this, from this conversation, every coach, not named Vanny. If you add up all of their wins in Toronto, which we've been around since 2007, all of their wins are still lower than Greg Vanny's win total at Toronto FC. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? It's crazy. Like it's it, honestly nuts. Like those those few years of Vanny were just the perfect combination of the teams. Yeah. So and the so coaching in, just working perfectly, you know. Yeah. So right now in total wins, Toronto FC in their twenty in their what is it now? It's two thousand seven. So twenty five fifteen years? Yeah. Sixteen years? Something like that. Whatever it is. Sixteen, seventeen years they've been out. We have two hundred and twenty wins. Greg Vanny is responsible for 112 of them. Crazy. 
the next closest coach in win totals? Give me a guess. Can you guess the next high most on uh, most wins? Not winningest because I'm not talking about an average points per game because obviously the coaches that have played had a bit more games or obviously have more wins. But can you guess the second most winning coach at TFC in regards to wins? I want to say it's either Aaron Winter or Ryan Nelson. So those are those are two and three, and they're a one win difference. Aaron Winter, oh, has, yeah. Aaron Winter had 18. Ryan Wilson had 17. Aaron Winter did yeah. in six, and they both had 64 games. Because Ryan Nelson had the Defoe, and Aaron Winter was just before all that. Yeah, and they both had 64 yeah. games, and they both 18, 17 games. Bob Bradley had 59 games. He had 15 wins. That's crazy. Um, I mean, no one's putting up a points per game quite like Chris Armis, who had two wins in 15 games and 10 losses and three ties. <laughs> but... but... But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> and I hear he's looking for a job now that Leeds got relegated. I don't think he wants to stay there as the interim coach anymore. <laughs> he's the interim coach there? Well, I think when they fired the American guy, he took over as interim coach. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this guy just keeps failing up somehow. Like, he sucks at TFC, goes to Man U, sucks at Man U, goes to Leeds, fails up to become the interim coach there somehow. Like, uh, I think, oh, no, sorry, he was the co-interim. So I think there was two uh, interim coaches. He was one of them. um but yeah it's 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 an ugly look when you're looking down our coaching history yeah but maybe you know what listen i'm hoping we win all four and they keep done field on for the year and we see what happens because as much as funny as it is because it is a funny hire it's a random one it's random these could work sometimes to me it's like bro if you're just gonna hire dunfield why don't you fire bradley a month ago Right, like it's not like they're like, if you're, like I, I was kind of thinking they don't want to do the whole like Javier Perez situation again, where like the yeah. guy just came in and did fucking horrible. Yeah, you know what I mean. Even but even that Perez had an excuse. It was COVID, right? Like there was no fans. You know, he had to deal with Pozuelo and his whole shit. You know, yeah. So like he had actually kind of an excuse. But if, like you're gonna just gonna get rid of Bradley to bring in an intern. It should have been done a month ago. At least you could have kept the fans a little happy. Yeah. Right, but and hey, I mean, we'll see what happens. What do you think's gonna happen now with Michael Bradley? I don't think he comes back. I don't think so either. I think because he's doing his coaching credits out in uh, Wales, I believe. Or yeah, what if, what if they announce that new coach of TSC, Michael Bradley, as soon as he passes his coaching? Credits? Oh Jesus Christ! I know. You know what? Right? You know what I'm scared of? Herdman's uh, gonna get fired after this Gold Cup, and he's gonna be TSC's next coach. Okay, first of all. That's what scares me. That doesn't scare me. That would be unreal. That would be horrible. That would be unreal. First of all, I know Herman wants oh to go to England. God. He's going to England. Let the guy. Should let him go to New Zealand. Oh man, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> Herman on TFC would be amazing. <laughs> it would be so good. Um, I I would absolutely love that. It will never happen, but I would love that. Honestly, I'm hoping Dunfield wins these games now and they keep him on for the whole year. And I think it's going to be a, it'd be a shenanigans year. I think they, they get, he'd get this ragtag group that's sucking so much and he would just kind of like let them do their own thing and just stay out of their way and see what fucking happens. And it's just utter chaos, but it could lead to a bunch of wins and maybe a playoff run. Dude, like he just like, you looked at that press conference and he was just kind of like, yeah, and they asked and I said, okay. Yeah, yeah, like you know, he doesn't seem like, like he pretty much like he was like, okay, yeah, sure. So you know what he okay. doesn't have that a lot of coaches in TFC history have had that I feel like could work in his favor? He does not have a big ego. Yeah. He does not have that philosophy of it's gotta be the way I want it That's to be. That's what kind of reminds me of the Vanny thing. Yeah. When Vanny came in, he didn't have an ego. He grew he it. Like, he grew it, which is fine. The team was unreal and he was doing he was doing good with them, but 
Yeah, I see what you're saying, yeah. I mean, we're seven points out of a playoff spot. Yeah, that's the thing. It's still doable. Like, seven you points in Go what? on a heater. 16 games? I think yeah. it's doable. And you play most of the Eastern Conference teams, so you're going to you're gonna get those points. Oh, yeah. So, well, right? so, I mean, it's. I think we could sneak into that eighth, ninth spot and maybe make a little run if it happens. I don't know, man. I'm excited to see. It's something new. We're trying something. So, it'd be nice if we heard some, like, rumors about maybe i don't know another dp signing or maybe oh. a, little, a transfer coming the in DP, you know? the dp is uh, mr osorio no no but they said they can change that if they get a new dp they only put him as a dp to kind of uh con like you know how mls salaries are so messed up they just did mm-hmm. that to kind of save salary until they find their third dp right so oh, okay so like that they just have that to kind of like, so as since we didn't have one they make his contract that so all the, the big money they're paying him doesn't count towards their salary cap like speaking but, of new, speaking of big DP, DPs, uh, Pookie going to Minnesota, that would have been perfect for TSP. Ah, uh, that would have been good. That uh, would have been a very he, good. He's gonna sign. tear up this league, man. He's just—he's that typical striker for this league. He's a bit old. I, you know, I—I for, I forgot how old he was. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, this is a guy. Old that's strikers come... always do well here, and that yeah. kind of old striker, you know, like you had to hurt Chicho Randas when he came in, you know, like Marco Divaio when he came with. Montreal impact and all just that old type of striker like him for at least one or two seasons is gonna kill up this league, right? Yeah, I think I think he'll do well too. I mean the guy scored eighty seven goals in a, just under two hundred matches at Norwich the past mm-hmm. five, six years. So I, I think he'll do good too. Um and then you got all the other old guys joining uh inter Miami. Uh <laughs> Maybe more, maybe more to come because that pitcher they had had three New Jerseys in their uh, kind of tri- uh, locker room, and they've only announced Busquets and Messi so far. I thought it was going to be Suarez, but apparently Suarez announced he's retiring, so maybe their deal fell through. But we'll oh, see what happens. Um, Jordi Alba was the other one that was yeah. Running. Yeah. It was, um, uh, all I know is it, it, it. We did something. You know, we've been saying it. We had yeah. to do something. And they did something in firing their coach. Obviously, it was either the coach or the the one of the Italians gone. It seems like the coach is gone for now. We'll see what happens. I I I'm excited to watch this Saturday's game, even though I can't watch it live. Um, I, I'm very excited to see what happens and how this team performs. But you know what? Oh, yeah. With with really one Canada game and just a little bit of TFC news, we're able to stretch that out to a whole pod there, Tolan. This is how, <laughs> this is how de- depressing our, our uh, situations have got. We can talk that much about a coach yeah. firing and a Canada versus Guadeloupe game. Another coach that should be be fired. Okay, listen, let's wait till after the Gold (laughs) Cup to talk about that. Um, Yeah, that's that's, that's a good place where we'll wrap up today. Um, As always, guys, follow us everywhere at FootyLG and be here every Thursday, Spotify, Apple Music for new episodes of the pod. Uh, on behalf of Tony and myself, hopefully next week we're a little bit more excited because Terry Dunfield will be 2-0 and by the time we record next week and we'll, um, uh, we'll be able to get hype and start celebrating the Dunfield era at TFC. But until then, have a great week, everyone. We'll be back here next week. See you then.